Hello and welcome to Above All Else, a podcast for women who are desiring to go deeper in their relationship with Jesus. I am Brianna Ferjowski with Emily Bird and Jen Kish, and we are so excited to um, be with you guys today. Um, it is a rainy day here. I don't know what it's like for you, Emily. Um, I guess Jen and I are pretty close in proximity, so um, but how's it been down there? Oh, it it is definitely rainy and overcast, but um, it is not rainy and overcast in this house. Um, Adeline was supposed to come home from college today, and we weren't expecting her until tonight. So I told her, I was like, Adeline, I'll have everything ready to start decorating when you get home. And um, she showed up last night. I walked out of my bedroom, and there she was sitting at the kitchen table. Oh, oh. Um, so it is, even though it's rainy outside, it is cheerful in this house and Jason Bird is home. Um, he has not taken a day off. You know, he moved here September a year ago. He took off the day that we moved in January. And then of course we had a, we had a very quick vacation. He took those days off, but he has not had a single day off since, um, you know, the, the six days that he has taken since moving here, September of 22. So he is home yesterday and today. So even when it's overcast, he's actually pressure washing our driveway when it's kind of drizzling. That doesn't make any sense to me, but um, he's <laughs> Like, come on out. So I've just admired his work. Like, oh, good job. <laughs> so um, it, it has been, it's really, really, really been a nice two days. However, um, my house is a wreck right now, but by tonight mm-hmm. it will be fully decorated and um, we, we will fully be in the Christmas spirit. So I love it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Jen, how has your week been? Good. Very good. I um, already have, well, okay. I almost said my favorite guests for Thanksgiving, but it's only because they brought the babies and we (laughs) love the babies. But my brother-in-law and his wife arrived on Saturday. Um, And so it's, they've been here already for a few days and we are also decorating for Christmas today. We're going to have a Christmassy Thanksgiving so I'm um, super excited about that. And we've just had a sweet, sweet time. We only get to see them a couple times a year. So we're thrilled to have them. And, um, you know, and the babies, of course, just bring so much joy and life to my kids. It's mm-hmm. weird when your kids aren't the babies anymore and they get to interact and take care of someone else's babies. So we're doing all the holiday things. So it's good. Oh. It's not dreary in this house either today. I love it. <laughs> And honestly, I have been really excited about the rain. Like, I feel like it was so needed that it just, I, it has been rainy, but it's been um, good. Almost like a cleansing, like cleaning everything off, you know, getting rid of anything that my husband is allergic to, hopefully, because he's allergic (laughs) to so many things. These children and they, my kids both have Joseph's allergies. And so every season of the year is just somebody sneezing or coughing or having to do a breathing treatment <laughs> like I didn't grow up with that so like, I don't know it's something new you guys yeah. this is too much there's too many allergies <laughs> but um we had our last day of school today and so it's officially break officially. yeah so we're, we're excited oh man awesome. um 
in rainy days, I feel like they give us a time to rest. Like Mm -hmm. it's, I I feel guilty if I'm inside, um, when it's sunny and I need to be where I I can be doing some work outside. I don't know. So there's something, there's something kind of nice about rainy days that Mm -hmm. it just, it gives, it gives you permission to rest and sort of be still, um, that was, that was a conversation we had around my kitchen table this morning, actually, that we can appreciate yeah. rainy, we can appreciate rainy days. Um, <laughs> anyways, sorry. We, had, we had an opposite conversation. My son called me, <laughs> my 15 year old, and he's like, mom, I wasn't made for rain. He's like, I cannot <laughs> sit in here all day long and do nothing. And I was like, well, you got to run five miles today for basketball. You might as well go out and run. He's like, I can't run in the rain. I was like, oh yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> so that was a first for him, but um, he was just like, what am I going to do with this entire day? I wasn't made for the rain, mom. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh man, I love rainy days. I wish there are times yeah, I wish I that we had a metal roof. Um, and then there are times oh, I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that would probably get on my nerves, but just the sound, I don't know. And then it's fall, right? So we have like fall candles and you have to, mm-hmm. I just, it's it's a whole it's a whole vibe I guess yeah, whole vibe light the it. fireplace right oh yes. we bought these like Christmas lights from Walmart for six forty this is a plug for Walmart there we go we for love six dollars and forty four cents and they dance to Christmas music oh, like what? whatever song you play it's not like their own music they'll dance to whatever song you play and it is bringing me so much joy like. <laughs> these simple little lights they are making my whole week right now they are so fun so anyway I don't know really why I told you guys that but go to Walmart and get you some dancing lights for 641 that is where my big girls are right now they are at Walmart getting lights I hope that they they find those I don't know what they'll come home with but (laughs) I won't be surprised if that's not them that's so fun so oh, I, I love, love Christmas lights in my, my house. My sister had a tree that connected Bluetooth, like the lights connected to her phone and she could control the lights with her phone, but also the music and like it would dance to the different, oh, I need some dancing yep. lights. I, I wrap these around trees. They're so cool. Yeah. Get oh yourself. man. We need to just, okay. Putting Walmart on my to-do list before I go home today. <laughs> I oh, take that's Christmas. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome though. Oh man. Um, so this week, um, we're kind of, I would say a little bit shifting gears because I feel like we've kind of talked a lot about family and um, you know, we've talked about comparison and those kinds of things, but um really kind of shifting the focus a little bit more inward on kind of the posture of our hearts, I would say is kind of the direction that we're going to go today and um the um i would say other than you know jesus being the inspiration for it um just kind of comes from quiet time um just kind of thinking through um things that i have been shown in my quiet time and um i think things that throughout our lives we've all you know the lord has revealed to us at some point and um so we're going to look today a little bit in the book of Haggai, and I'm saying that right. Yeah, because I feel like I hear it said 400 different ways. Is it Haggai? Haggai? I, Jen, 
how do you say it, Emily? How do you say I it? say Haggai. I say Haggai as well. Okay. However, I have heard Haggai. So so I usually say Haggai, but I was like, oh, but what am I wrong? <laughs> I think the Awana song says Haggai, like the okay. little books of the Bible song. And so that's where I've heard the other one. So I don't so know. We're just, Mr. I, H. Yeah, there we go. We've they know the what of, we're talking about. We said the name of the book so many times that we don't even have to reference it now. We we got it. You, That's right. We you know where it. to go. Minor prophets. There you go. Um, but when he is, t- I'm just gonna call him he because I'm not gonna say his name wrong again. Um, but when he is talking to the people of Israel and they're saying, um, he's he asks them if they would um come into contact with um a dead body and if this if doing so makes the person who touched it unclean and the priests are like yes it's unclean and he responds to them when they're like yeah well that's unclean he says so it is with the people of this nation before me declares the lord so with every work of their hands and what they offer there is unclean and i think that just kind of hit me because there was this part of me and that's in um, two verses, um, oh, let me get down there to it. Um, two verses 13 through 14. Mm -hmm. Um, and when, um, I kind of started thinking about that, I was just thinking about the things in my life, like is the things that I do, right? So if, if worship is a posture of our hearts and it's, it's not just a worship service on Sundays, right? It's not just the music. It's not just the the preaching that we do. Like our lives themselves should be worship. And in that are the, is the motivation of my heart is the posture of my heart. One that when the Lord looks at what I'm doing, he's like, well, that's unclean. Like, just like the Israelites wouldn't touch a dead a dead carcass right because it would it would become unclean that thing would become unclean like what am I building what am does my worship through raising my kids loving my husband ministry just in general um does that is that edifying is it something that where the posture of my heart is right and I think that we have to do those self-checks obviously um but what I guess Jen um maybe in your own experience, your own life, um, what, how do you check yourself to make sure that, that the posture of your heart is making sure what you're offering is clean? Um, what do you do? What does that look like for you? Um, if that makes sense, <laughs> just kind of purple. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's okay. Well, I, cause I think, so my pastor said something interesting this Sunday and I, I wish I could quote it directly to you, but um, what he said was that the worship that we do on Sunday should be an overflow of the worship that we did on Monday through Saturday. And that resonated with me so strongly because you're right. Worship is a heart posture and I need to come to church ready to worship corporately because I've been worshiping privately all week. Right. So mm-hmm. I think that getting ready for worship is a big part of what we need to do. I think we need to go um, and approach corporate worship as though we are there to serve, like to lift up a praise to God and not to be like looking around to see, you know, if, or I guess at, if everything is the way we like it in the sanctuary or if the, our favorite song was played or, you know, or 
doing anything that would be showy, like to be seen by other people? Are we worshiping the same corporately as we worship privately? And I learned um, a lot about this several years ago because I was in a um, in, in a moment where I was just worshiping the Lord in my living room. And that was sort of out of character for me to worship him with my body in my living room. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I had music blaring and I was worshiping the Lord. I was all alone um, in that room at the moment. But then my kids started coming in and I was like slowly like, like, you know, go back to where you came from. I'm, I'm with the Lord right now. And then my littlest one came in and he just kind of mimicked what I was doing. And I was like, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Like I need to bring them into this moment with me. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment of um, sort of like a light bulb moment for me to remind myself that I don't have to send people away so that I can have a quiet moment of focused worship because worship is an overflow of what the Lord is doing in my heart. So pulling my kids in to that worship moment, I think was like, it really changed how I think about worship. And I I feel like that's a whole big circle to say that um, the Lord has taught me a lot about worshiping outside of the sanctuary mm-hmm. and that I'm continuing to learn, but there is a whole lot of satisfaction that happens when it's just you and the Lord privately and you're worshiping him. I don't know. There's just something he draws near. Um, and I am grateful that I am, I am in a place where I am learning that Sunday is supposed to be an overflow of the filling that happened during the week. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at church as I'm going to church on Sunday to get filled, mm-hmm. you know, because right. that's such a different thing because I can't get filled on Sunday and then hope that I'll, my tank will make it until mm-hmm. the next Sunday. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. my, my, my gas tank is on empty right now. I have 16 miles to empty. I don't know that I'll make it to the gas station, right? And I think sometimes that's how we approach worship. We're like, you know, we're like limping into worship to try to get refilled when God is with us all the time and worship should happen everywhere we are because we're indwelled with the Holy Spirit. So, and, and talking about clean hands, like that's part of our worship. You know, David says, Lord, give me clean hands, right? So it's that introspection of asking God, Hey, gosh, I hate to do this. (laughs) It's so hard to say, Hey God, is there something in my life that is not pleasing to you? Is there something that I need to deal with? And that is 100% part of worship. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. I've, I've, um, heard that saying the, that it's an overflow before. And I just love it. I love that picture. I think sometimes we do we think of worship as just showing up, like I said, on Sunday mornings, being ready to be filled. Um, Emily, what, and I know, like I said, worship is our posture, right? It's a posture of our heart. How do you um, focus your heart, focus your posture on the Lord? What does that look like? Worship day to day, right? So if we're, if we want practically, what does it look like to have this posture? What does that, what does that look like in your life? Um, (laughs) I think Jen nailed it on the head a while ago about, um, when David talked about, you know, is search me, see if there's any offensive way in me. Uh, I learned, uh, in 20, see when, 
Oh gracious. Uh, I think, I think it was the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021. Um, I was reading a book by, um, Anne Graham Lotz, I think is, I think that's who it was about the Daniel, the Daniel prayer. Is that, is that Mm -hmm. it? Oh, I I hate to, (laughs) I think that's it. But anyways, it was, it's about the prayer that Daniel prayed. And anyways, I ended up, um, in my prayer journal every day would like, Lord, search me, see if there's any offensive way in me. And I would, I would faithfully praying that. And I would begin to write down the things that he was bringing up. I did not realize that this was going to be a, like a two and a half week journey of me writing things that I didn't even realize that was, was down deep in me. Mm-hmm. But after I got to the end of that two and a half, very, very, humbling weeks. Um, I actually went over that prayer journal, uh, probably a month and a half ago. And, um, I, I need to go back and do that again. Um, because after the, I got to the end of that two and a half weeks, um, talking about having clean hands because I was confessing those sins that I didn't even realize that, that, that were down deep. And there, it, there was such freedom in worship and in praise, I like, it was give me clean hands, give me a pure heart. Let my, let my hands not be lifted to another. There was, it was, it was, it pure unadulterated worship and praise came from confession that, and things I didn't realize. And he was so faithful when, when you ask the Lord to reveal, reveal that sin to you, he is faithful to answer that prayer. Mm -hmm. And once he reveals that sin, um, there is, there is freedom. There is freedom there. And, and I don't, there's freedom there to raise my hands in praise. Um, and that was a really, really, really sweet gift that the Lord gave me. I didn't enjoy, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, I did not enjoy, um, him revealing these, this ugliness that I didn't, uh, mm-hmm. there was some of it, of course I knew, but a lot of it, I just I had no idea. And, um, so I've tried to keep that as a, um, as a regular thing that I do. Mm-hmm. I've never done a, a two and a half weeks free of that <laughs> since praise the Lord, <laughs> but yeah. I try to keep a very, very short list um, of, of confession. And, you know, he tells us that, you know, if, if we are, if we're harboring sin in our heart, he doesn't hear our prayers. So I I try to keep that a very, very short list and that I I am a firm believer in confession Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and that, that freedom allows you to just worship, worship freely in spirit and in truth, um, because he, he's knocked down that wall that keeps mm-hmm. me from him. It, you know, sin, sin, sin is a wall, mm-hmm. um, and it yes. keeps separated from Christ. So, um, that was a, that was a really hard lesson. And I hate to say that I'm, you know, here I am 40, what was I at the time? 43, 44 at the time learning. Yeah. 44 at the time learning. And, and, and I've always confessed, but not, uh, not to that extent. And, um, so that's, that's something that has, has, has really changed my life and truly gave me freedom to, mm-hmm. to worship. Um, so. Yeah, I, that, it does. Yeah. Good. Jen. Sorry. Sorry. I was just thinking because you were talking about humility before Brie, I think it may have been before we came on, but that is such a huge part of worship. Like, mm-hmm. it, uh, 
like you wonder well why do I have to tell God he knows anyway why do why do he and I have to have a conversation about it if he already knows can't we just like move on and but no because w- when we recall and confess mm-hmm. then that breaks down our pride and brings mm-hmm. us to a, a point of humility and humility has to come before worship yes. so I think it's neat the way you tied those two together Emily yeah no I definitely think that confession like that's one of those things like just repentance you know like it's something that we, you know, I think sometimes as believers, some believers think that, you know, like, okay, well, I repented and I'm a Christian and I've been forgiven of everything. So it's fine. Kind of like you're saying, like, he knows it's fine. It's already been covered. But like, that's such a big part of worship is that like, tear down those walls, tear down those things. Lord. Like I am repenting of any time that I have made this about me anytime Mm -hmm. that I have made this, um, about anything other than you. Um, and I, you know, I'm sitting here kind of like gobsmacked. And I know that's like the craziest word that could ever have come from me just now. Um, and I don't know why that was the word, (laughs) but I think that it's, there's so many things right now that the Lord is just like, Hey, I've been trying to tell you this for, you know, and I don't know, this past two weeks, as we know, have been, have been an adventure. And the Lord is just kind of, Hey, listen, repentance is worship. And there might've been times when I've made things about me, but the, but, um, there's, there's forgiveness and there is like, Hey, listen, it's, it's not about you and that's fine. It's, you know, him talking to me. Um, but that's such a big part of worship. And I'm sorry, that was random just now, that little rabbit trail, but it's just the Lord has just, I, I didn't see this coming, you know, 45 minutes ago when we decided to to talk. Um, so I just, the Lord is good and reveals things and he's wonderful. And mm-hmm. oh man, um, I, I think that's so great, Brie, though, because I want the women that are listening to know that we are, the three of us are actively undergoing, like, spiritual warfare, battling against the enemy, seeking the Lord, failing the Lord, falling short, um, missing our quiet times. Like, we are not, we are not perfect women who are here trying to tell people, how to do this. So I love when you share like that authentically, what you're going through right now is something that somebody else needs to hear so that they can say, Hey, I can see myself and what she's going through right now. And I know that if the Lord is good to her, then he'll be good to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the Lord has given you those words for a reason and that they're for somebody. I agree. He's good. Let me just say that for anybody out there wondering. He is good. He is good. He is good. Sustained me and continues to do so. And there are times, you know, when I need a heart check because it's easy, I think, sometimes to get in a rhythm even of doing things in our own power, not because we're like, well, Lord, I'm more powerful than you, but because we, we, and I, I don't know how to say this without sounding without sounding arrogant, but like the Lord has 
shown me so many things that sometimes I think even in ministry and life, I get to this place where I'm like, oh, well, the Lord, like I learned about this and I can just do this in my own strength. But he's like, hey, no, even though you know what you're doing, you don't, you don't actually know what you're doing. And I need you to calm down and the posture of your heart needs to be checked. And I need to make sure that I'm the focus, you know, bringing this stop focusing on yourself. So Oh, but isn't he so good that when we are weak, then he is strong. He says, "Your my grace is sufficient for you because when you're weak, then I am strong. Talking about the Lord. He says, I am strong. Yes. Therefore, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to boast in our weakness so that the power of Christ will rest upon us. Like, Oh, it is okay. <laughs> oh, so he is, he is so good and he is able to do all things. And when we are weak, that is a good place to be because yeah. that is when he is strong. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and I love that we are to boast in our weakness. We're not, we're not mm -hmm. to have to put on airs that we are strong enough that we can handle it. Um, we are to boast in our weakness. Therefore, mm -hmm. Christ will be glorified through our weakness. Um, and that right. is a good place to be. That's not what the world says. The world says you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. It is Christ who will pull us up. Um, so, you know, mm -hmm. I, I I think it's okay to, uh, to admit our weakness. And when we are, when we are struggling, I think we're supposed to do that. And it's when you and I are real, that's, that's what draws other people in. And, you know, if I act like I've got it all together, which I don't <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but when we are real, somehow that draws people in and it, and it brings the body of Christ closer together. And we, we lift each other up through prayer and through mm -hmm. encouragement, um, it, it gives other people the opportunity to be able to um, come along their fellow sister or brother and lift them up and help them win when they're too weak uh, mm -hmm. to stand. You know, we are, uh, we are the ones, you know, the, wh who were the two men who stood beside Moses, um, Aaron and and, and held his arms up. up when he was too weak to lift them up during yeah. the battle. Um, who's the other guy? Why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Is it Joshua? Mm -hmm. Is it no? Her, 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 I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look. Her. I won't say his name. We'll have probably. to. We'll have to cut. We'll have to, we can chop. <laughs> chop that no, part oh, off. <laughs> oh no! It's staying in. It's it's. Is it her? H U R her? I think it's her. Her. Aaron and her. Uh, I could be wrong. H U R. No, it, I it says H U R. No, it says I googled it. Is that right? Because I hope because I right. know things, but I didn't know that, and so. Um, no, but no. yeah, <laughs> but what, a, what a sweet opportunity for other people to be Aaron and her when, when I am too weak to keep my arms raised. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I still a blessing from someone when I try to be too strong and try to try to do all things in my own, in my own strength. I can mm -hmm. do it. I can do it. No, you can't. No. And I think like when we look at Paul, when he was talking to, is it the church of Corinth, right? Where he's talking about, um, you know, his grace being about yeah. God's grace being sufficient. Yes. He's right before he says, you know, your grace is sufficient for me. He's saying, Hey, listen, I've asked, I asked the spirit, the Holy spirit three times to take this from me. Right. I asked him to remove this thing. And instead of taking it, 
he responded, my grace is sufficient for you. So I will boast even more of my weakness. And I think sometimes we, we, we have these things, right. That we, we just want it to be gone. Right. We have, we have this thing that is that thorn in our flesh, right. It's a thorn in our flesh and we've asked the Lord to remove it and it's not going anywhere. And he's saying, Hey, listen, I'm not going to take this because that's not going to teach you anything. It's not going to, if I just made everything better, you've learned to lean on your own understanding and instead of my own, mine. Right. And so, you know, he, he doesn't take it from us, but he, he is sufficient and that thing might linger, you know, that thing might be there for forever. And it might be something that we have to daily go to battle with the enemy right. over, but it's that constant battle and realizing I can't do this battle on my own. And I, I can't like, there's absolutely no way I can face this on my own where we, our hearts do change that posture from I'm fine. I can do it. I just take it away from me. And God says, no, no, I'm not going to do that, but I am going to change your heart through this. And your Mm -hmm. heart will be directed to me in a, in an attitude and posture of worship. And that's hard sometimes though, to be like, you're not going to take this. Okay. Okay. It's fine. Yes. I think that that is such a, um, a beautiful thing though, for us to see that Paul, I mean, Paul is one of my very favorite Bible characters. I think he probably is for many people Mm -hmm. because of the work that he did. But I think that he, he could have boasted in what he was doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, cause we look at Paul and we're like, wow, Paul, I mean, you were shipwrecked and stoned and I'm um, in jailed and you kept going for Christ. But because we know that he had this thorn, he was not a perfect man like Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was battling something physically. And so he was able to overcome and to keep pursuing the things of God while God held him up. So I think that it gives us permission or um, takes away any excuse to, you know, I can't do this for the Lord because I have that in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that it also teaches us because that is where we're supposed to let God be strong for us and that we probably are never more like Jesus than we are when we are letting his strength hold us up. Mm -hmm. So I think pursuing God even like despite the thorn, despite the thing that he, you know, for whatever reason chooses not to remove from us, that that is where he can be most greatly glorified Mm -hmm. because it's clearly not in my own strength, but it's because God picked me up off the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, It reminds me of a story, um, Emily, I don't know if you remember this a few years ago. Um, I was battling something big and um, I was on my face in my closet and I was supposed to be speaking at a women's event and um, and I like couldn't even put on my makeup like I was supposed to be there in like an hour and I called Emily when I had gotten when the Lord had given me enough strength to get off the floor and I said will you meet me in the parking lot and pray with me because I cannot do this I'm going to have to say I cannot do it if God doesn't intervene Um, so I could not in my own strength find it within me to get up and tell the story of God's goodness in that moment. Cause I was so just entrenched in 
ugly, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and the Lord was so grateful to hold me up for that period of time. And then, um, I just, that was just one of those moments where I was, I was too weak. I was too weak physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, I was, I was in a mess and the Lord gave me a friend to come alongside and hold my arms up. And also, um, he gave me the strength to get me off that floor. So he will come to you and, and Bree, I know that's what you need to hear right now is in, in that weakness that he is your strength. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it's proven over and over again. You know, it's not, it's not something that I'm just, you know, but I think so many people struggle with that. Like I have to be, I have to be strong. I have to be this. I have to, you know, no. And I think even for my girls, because, um, you know, they see, our kids see when we struggle with things. And I have a very, I mean, Kaylin, I'm sure will be great when she gets older. I'm sure she'll be great. But Braylee is a very um, empathetic person. Mm -hmm. And she has seen me cry. Obviously, I'm her mom. She's seen me cry. Um, And I, you know, she's worried about me because of who she is as a person. But I had to say, you know, like, I'm okay because Jesus is good. And, you know, using those times where I'm like, yeah, Braylee, like, this is hard. But you know what? Jesus is good. And I think sometimes we think we have to be so strong, which obviously there are things that we we do shelter our children from. I am not saying that we just willy-nilly, here's everything, let's cross all the boundaries and give our kids, you know, trauma that they have to work through in therapy when they're older. Um, But, you know, like, there's a certain, I think, appropriateness for our kids to see, like, mom doesn't have it together. Mom, because mom's struggling because she's fighting against an enemy that's not flesh and blood. She's, you know, this is spiritual warfare. And but Jesus is good and he's going to be our strength through this. And so even if mommy gets a little sad sometimes, like it's okay because the Lord is our strength and he will strengthen all of us. And I, I think sometimes I, there's this idea that we have to be so strong for our kids that they never see us cry, never see us have any kind of, but then I think we paint this picture that reliance is completely on, on us and that our, when we're not honest about where that strength comes from, does that, if that makes sense, I don't know if that, that probably was a big circle to talk in, but it's just kind of been life over the past couple of weeks. And, and I, I know so many people that, well, I have to be strong for my kids. No, no, no. Jesus will be strong for you. It's okay to let your kids know that Jesus is your strength right now, that you can't do this on your own because you can't. And that's okay. And the Lord wants you to get to that point where you say, I can't do this on my own, Lord. I need you. And, and to show your kids that I think is, is a beautiful thing, but that might I be. know in, um, a, a lot of the, well, the majority of Adeline and Clara's formative years, we were losing babies and they, mm-hmm. they were going through that with us. So, you know, baby after baby after baby and all of those miscarriages. And, and when we lost Thomas, um, and you know, they saw me, they saw me weak and, um, 
but the beautiful thing was they saw us having to bond together as a family in prayer because we were all weak. They were weak. We were, and I remember one one morning, Adeline coming up to me and just, and you know, it was just, it was one of those hard mornings where I am just, I'm in tears and I'm grieving. And, you know, just like you always say, Brie, you know, grief hits in waves. And that morning had just been a big wave. And, um, it was, it was Adeline. She had already heard me crying in my bathroom. That's where I, that, that's where I cry. And, um, and she came up to me and it's like, mama, I've been praying for you. And, you know, um, they learned through all of us being weak that when we're weak, we, we go to the Lord. And, um, and that was, that was a very formative thing for them as, as very young children. And, uh, if you ask, if you ask them today, if you ask Adeline today, her, her first response is to go to the Lord in prayer. And I don't, I don't think that she would probably have known that as well. If we hadn't, if we hadn't had those, those years of struggle where we had, you know, I I cannot, I cannot physically get out of bed today unless it's, it is your strength and, and telling them that like, who mama is struggling and we just need to pray for the Lord to, to meet us where we are right now and to help us get through this day. And, um, so I, you know, hard stuff ends up being, <laughs> being beneficial. Once we get through it, you can see that it's, you know, the Lord has, has redeemed that situation and he's, he's done good things through it. He, <laughs> he makes all things work for good. And, and I, I can see that happening in, in the lives of, in, especially my big girls, um, cause you know, so I think it is okay to be weak in front of your children and for all of us to seek the Lord. Um, it's, uh, you know, I think it will work itself out eventually. And you'll see that good things are coming to your little one when she sees you struggle. Um, so I don't, I don't think we want our kids to leave our houses going, you know, mama was so strong. How was she so yeah. strong? Cause, she, cause like, you know, cause they're going to get to those weak moments too. And Absolutely. they're going to say, well, what's wrong with me? Cause my mom was so strong. No, God was strong within mm-hmm. me. And that, you know, that's just another way that we remind them and teach them without, without words to lean on Jesus, because he's the only one that can give us strength to battle some of these, you know, especially grief um, and loss and things like that, um, or, or just, challenging times financially or a new move or, you know, any, Mm -hmm. any of those things, if they can see that our strength is not from within ourselves, don't be strong. Like mama, be strong. Like Jesus was in mama, you know, like let Jesus be strong in you. Like he was in mama. So, um, I think that would be a disservice to our kids. I agree. That's definitely. Oh man, ladies, I have just really loved this conversation today. And I think it, I'm, prayerful that it ministered to so many other people but even if not I feel like my heart is so so much like just full of joy right now so um it is a pleasure getting to do this with you ladies I just love it so much um oh goodness well we have enjoyed today I would say I'm speaking for everybody I'm sorry I shouldn't do that but I would say you can okay (laughs) Oh man, we have enjoyed today and we are just so glad that um, you have joined us on this journey um, as we're just kind of walking through life and honestly just being real because 
I think that's what we need is a, to be real and to let everybody know a very real God in our situations. And, um, yes. and I think that that's ultimately the point of all of this. And so hopefully you've been encouraged by something you've heard today. Um, if you have been, we would love it. If you would um, just leave us a comment or send us a message, let us know um, how, how the Lord's working in your life, how you're being encouraged. Um, you know, what um, are some things maybe that we could pray for you over? I don't know, you know, I'm any, anything um, like that, because as the body of Christ, um, that's our job. We, as we, we mentioned earlier, so Oh, man. Well, we will see you all again in two weeks and we'll talk to you later.